0: Recorded live at Talks and Tasting Studios. It's the Clerical Errors Podcast, the podcast that shows you what's behind the collar. Let's go from the Talks and Tastings Studios. This is the Clerical Errors Podcast, the podcast that shows you what's behind the collar. I'm Bullhagen. I'm Berg. I'm Vicker. Peters too here too right? Maybe. Baby. Baby. <laughs> All right. We've got
1: the, the full gang here.
0: Yeah, how's, how's it been going, Berg?
1: Living the dream. Getting I'm... ready to go to Minnesota. I'll see Hannah, our, uh, what is that, mom producer, right? Podcast mom. We'll see her, uh, I'll see her here coming up this week uh, at uh, Camp Omega. I'm giving a presentation on the Sabbath, and they invited me to come. So my family and I leave here on Wednesday, so it'll be a lot of fun.
0: Wow. Oh, that sounds like fun, and uh, we had a guy. I'll admit, last week was one of my favorite episodes. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So he he uh, the Archbishop Joseph Abolo, who uh, who joined us, it seemed like he instantly understood the show. Would you say, Peter? (laughs) Like it didn't take long (laughs) for him to to under. He said something Berg that had me laughing all week. Okay. Yeah. So I asked him. if uh, Vicker, you, have you seen those nature shows where they show like the the yaks and the wildebeest crossing the river with the crocodiles? You know. Yeah. And, and I asked uh, him if Vicker would be able to make it across there, and he said no. And then at some point he said, y- "You do realize that crocodile crocodiles like white meat, don't you?" <laughs> I've been laughing at that all week. <laughs>
1: that is pretty funny (laughs) oh boy Um,
0: and if you get a chance uh, if you haven't listened to that I encourage you to listen and if you know anybody who uh, might like to listen to that uh, encourage that one that was was a really fun episode to do so Um, and uh, I guess uh, do you have anything you're drinking there Berg
1: just some sparkling water hey what kind I'm kind of a connoisseur, you know. Um, this is homemade, so Ooh, bespoke, a home brew. <laughs> wow, Soda Stream, indeed. I, I, you know what? I've got one of
0: those at home too. I use a, I got the glass bottles. I'm kind of snooty that way. You're pretty high class, Bullhagen. But I got a I got a Waterloo sparkling sparkling water here. So, Vicker, do you have anything? You want to grab something out of the fridge? Actually, I did bring something. Oh, you did? What'd you bring?
2: I brought some uh, whiskey, if you'd like.
0: Oh,
1: nice.
2: It's uh, it's called St. Luke. Oh. It's St. Luke. It's from uh, Boundary Oaks Distillery. It's uh, a whiskey that's steeped with uh, lavenders. So it has like oh. a very like lavender tea kind of flavor to it.
0: Oh, wow. Where'd you get that from?
2: Oh, I got it um, last year in Kentucky when I visited the distillery.
0: Oh, he's got gl- glass even. Look at that. I need to go get a, a good first impression. Vicar. Yeah, I need Absolutely. to go get a glass. Yeah. I can have I'm not going to have a lot cuz I I am kind of hoping to get to the freak, freak factory after this. Yeah, you don't want to get too sleepy. Um so uh Vicar, w- what are you preaching on? I I wasn't around this afternoon to see your sermon.
2: Yeah, so preaching on Mark chapter 7. It's uh verse 31 to 37, the healing of uh the deaf mute. All right. What, what, uh, that's from Luke? It's from
0: Mark. Mark, okay. And, uh, what, what kind of hits you about the text? We re- literally
2: haven't done a whole lot of talking about it. It's no. been such a crazy week last week. Yeah. Um, two things really kind of stood out to me. One is that there's sort of this underlying, uh, baptismal tone that, uh, you could really apply to like infant baptism. Uh, there's this man who can't speak for himself. Uh, being brought by presumably his friends to Jesus, who mm-hmm. uh, plead on his behalf to uh, be healed, and then also the fact that he has such a life-changing uh, miracle happen to him, he can he can no, no longer go back on his disabilities. It's all he's now the guy who's been healed by Jesus, um, and so uh, in my sermon, I'm applying that to sort of the identity that we are given in our baptism. Uh, that we, we can't now go back and identify with our sins, uh, our, our identity is in Christ, and to do so is to uh, throw away that new identity.
0: Okay. I, uh, w- can we, was that a good time? could we go through that tomorrow morning then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to. <laughs> yeah, it is done, right?
2: Yes. Or close? Yeah. Okay. It's a good first start, I think. Okay.
0: All right. It's always fun when the vicar brings me his uh, sermon that he's so proud of.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Any thoughts on the text, Berg? Um, Yeah, I think, like, the geography of it is really interesting. Um, Some of the names of the places that are mentioned here, like Tyre and Sidon, for example. Um, Tyre is condemned uh, in the Old Testament, and yet Jesus still goes there. Sidon is the place of Jezebel, but it's also uh, where Elisha was sent to the widow of Zarephath, um, and now he's among Greeks, among the Gentiles, in the city of in the region of the Decapolis, which was founded after um, the uh, the coming of Alexander the Great and the like. And it's really interesting here how you know these people put a lot of emphasis not only on um, magic like we see uh, um, with the demoniacs and that sort of stuff, but also on philosophy. Uh, there were a lot of cynic philosophers who came out of this region as well, uh, who put a lot of emphasis on physics, on nature, as opposed to nomos, law. And so it's, it's really interesting here, too, how Jesus commands them to tell no one, but they don't listen. I suppose you could kind of talk about it as a a misguided zeal for the faith, right? Um and a lot of new christians are are like this they uh they go they go overboard they talk about the less important things rather than the real thing and so they go out and they talk about you know that jesus has made the deaf to hear and the mute to speak but what's what's the real reason for jesus coming what's the the messianic secret so to speak right why does jesus mm-hmm. you know tell them you know multiple times right don't go and Say anything about this, uh, it, especially and, and, the transfiguration. It, you know, and the, the reason is, is he. We need to focus on what he came to do, which is to save the world from their sins. So, and the the healing points to that actual. That's
0: one of the ma- the important things of these healings is they actually point to the fact that he is the fulfillment
1: of what the prophets said. Right. That uh, this is exactly what he came to do. The reason why we're deaf and mute is because of sin. Jesus takes away sin. So, Berg, uh, you, you uh,
0: do you have the uh, Lutheran Missile project with you? Can you do you know what that is,
2: uh, Vicar? Yeah, I'm familiar with it. Okay.
0: All right. So, what uh, some surrounding texts that could be used during the week? Uh, you got you got any there, Berg?
1: Yeah. So I've got the one for Wednesday and the one for Friday. The one for Wednesday is Matthew nine, twenty seven through thirty five. When Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us, and when he had come into the house the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus sternly warned them, saying, See that no one knows it. But when they had departed they spread the news about him in all that country. As they went out, behold, they brought to him a man, mute and demon-possessed. And when the demon was cast out, the mute spoke, and the multitudes marveled, saying, It was never seen like this in Israel. But the Pharisees said, He cast out demons by the ruler of demons. Then Jesus went went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people.
0: Yeah, very similar, the healing, the don't tell anyone. Um, and, uh, um, there's always a question of, you know, authority, you know, how, how can you do this? Um,
1: so I need to get my energy up, okay. man. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think too, what, what this text brings out is the notion of faith, personal faith. Um, Jesus brings out here, uh, do you, do you believe that I'm able to do this? And again, according to your faith. Let it be to you. And I think that's the big point of the text here, too. Why did Jesus take the deaf mute aside privately from the crowds? Jesus wasn't doing some sort of magic on this deaf mute, um, but what he was doing was actually employing a very primitive form of sign language. He was trying to communicate to this man what he was doing. Why? So that the man might have faith. Mm -hmm. that he might believe what Jesus was about to do to him. Um, I think that's also a part of this text that can get overlooked often, is that um, the sacraments only work, they're only of benefit to you if you have faith. If you don't have faith, uh, baptism actually stands as a witness against you. Uh, If you don't have faith, eating the Lord's Supper is actually to your judgment. Um, And isn't that what we say, too? How can water do such great things? Certainly not just water, but the Word of God in and with the water does these things, along with the faith which trusts this Word of God in the water. And so I think the Wednesday text really brings out uh, the notion of personal faith, that you have to believe, right? Mm -hmm. No one can believe for you. You're not being carried along um, by the uh, faith of the church or anything like that. This is why Jesus takes this man aside privately. God wants to deal with individuals. He wants to deal with people specifically and personally. Uh, and I, I don't think that's ever something we should forget either. So, And then on the the opposite side of that is the Pharisees don't have faith, right? They actually look at these wonderful miracles and they say, ah, Jesus has a demon.
0: Yeah, and you have to be careful not to fall going back to the personal faith thing. You don't want to fall off the other side of the horse. Uh, I think sometimes— uh, Lutheran as Lutheran pastors we, we kind of guard against everything in, in our culture the last so many years is it's all about the personal faith. Um, that's all it is. Everything in the church is just between you and Jesus when there is a, a corporate aspect of be- become uh, being a part of a body of believers uh, but we must not de-emphasize the fact that you know you're saved by faith and you're not by sa- saved by another's faith.
1: Yeah, and I think that's where the Lutheran Church has reacted so hard against the opposite error, this sort of extreme subjectivism that focuses only on uh, individual personal faith. Uh, and it's almost gone too far over to where the sacraments almost become ex opera operato, right? That mm-hmm. they work merely by the performance of the act. And we don't want to go down that route either. That's a bad route to go down. That, that was a huge problem with the Old Testament. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this is right. why um, God actually says in Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter 1, that he hates their sacrifices. So, um, because they weren't done in faith. So, uh, I think that that text really brings out the personal nature that God actually addresses an individual uh, as he does in holy baptism, as he does in the Lord's Supper, as he does in uh, private confession um preaching is the highest thing that we do, but it's more like birdshot. you know <laughs> we shoot it out into the uh, uh out into the uh, uh nave and you know the Holy Spirit hits some people right
0: right Where, whereas, and, 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 and everyone sits there and thinks, boy, I sure hope that hit so and so
1: yeah, when it was probably directed towards them, right, right? <laughs> but that's the great thing is that your pastor also does, individual pastoral care, soul care. And you should actually take advantage of your pastor for that. Don't take advantage of your pastor, but take advantage of your pastor. Exactly. There we go. So do you want to hear the uh, uh, Friday one? Sure. All right. So this is from Matthew 11, 20 through 24. Then Jesus began to rebuke the cities in which most of his mighty works had been done, because they did not repent. "'Woe to you, Chorazin! "'Woe to you, Bethsaida! "'For if the mighty works which were done in you "'had been done in Tyre and Sidon, "'they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. "'But I say to you, it will be more tolerable "'for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for you. "'And you, Capernaum, who are exalted to heaven, "'will be brought down to Hades. "'For if the mighty works which were done in you "'had been done in Sodom, "'it would have remained until this day. "'But I say to you that it shall be more tolerable "'for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment.' Than for you, so it's interesting because these ones actually bring up some of the places that Jesus went through to get to the region of the Decapolis. Right, we heard about mm-hmm. Tyre and Sidon, and this runs you down a whole rabbit trail in the Old Testament about uh, the condemnations of Tyre and Sidon, why they were punished, um, who lived there. Jezebel came from from Sidon. Um, and all all that kind of good stuff, right? All the,
0: but they are all places that were kind of supposed to be condemned, exactly. And, and, and the ones who were not uh, are the ones who suffer more severely because uh, uh, they received the signs and and cared not for it. They didn't didn't mean anything to them. Uh, they just kind of left the, the great gift that they had been given. And if there's not a commentary about what the church often goes through in the United States, I think that's it. Isn't it where exactly where uh, all you know, we just had the archbishop uh, here and, uh, imagine what he could do with our resources. (laughs) Uh, and he talked about how, when they take a lot of collections for, for people who don't have a way to bury their dead and, and, uh, And they, they take collections in a way that if you don't have much, it's very, it's not easy to do. It's very sacrificial for them to do this. Um, they're not just, oh, we've got more than we know what to do with, or we've got some spare things we can, so that we can, we have the ability to help out when someone needs it. You know, they're, they're taking away very important commodities to help someone have a funeral. Um, and we just uh, very often, I don't think we always realize what we have here um, and how uh, easily and readily you have we have the gospel heard, and we know where to find it. And uh, God joins us every Sunday in his body and blood, and uh,
1: it just, I think sometimes it's just lost on us what we have here. This was actually taken up uh, by a Wisconsin Senate pastor. His name was Bites, and he actually— uh, preached a sermon uh, or a paper to the to one of the conventions there. I think it was in 1925, and uh, it was based on Galatians, uh, that the just shall live by faith. And he actually used Matthew 11, uh, but instead of like um, uh, Capernaum, he said, Woe to you, Wisconsin Synod. Will you be <laughs> exalted? No, you will go down to hell. For if the works that had been done in you had been done in the Roman Church or in the Ma- Masonic Church, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. So how do you think that was? Yeah, talk about a convention update. <laughs> 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 but I mean, it's, it, it's true, right? That um, we have the gospel and we have it uh, purely preached and uh, we... Do not appreciate it like we should, and we we treat it as if it is a trifle, and uh, that's dangerous for the soul. And that's what Jesus brings out here, right? Great and mighty works have been done in us, uh, and among us, with baptism, the Lord's Supper, Jesus. Jesus comes to our churches every single Sunday, if not more. The,
0: the Word of God. The Word of God. It's interesting. Uh, it seems to always be on the move. What I mean by that is. Um you have t- places where it kind of rises up and is strong and then not unlike the the children of Israel where things go well and it doesn't last very long and uh, it moves somewhere else it doesn't die out it just moves. we tend to think, oh you know uh, our church body has has sh- has gotten a lot smaller in the last thirty years uh everything's going downhill it's moving is what's happening. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah. and it's and that's the thing, is it's not moving because God is arbitrary, right? Right, right. It's, mo- it's moving because, like these other places, we don't believe it like we should. Mm-hmm. And that's a judgment against us. And uh, we think we're better than Sodom. We think we're better than Tyre. We think we're better than Sidon. But as Jesus says, had they heard these things, they would have repented. They'd still be standing to this day. So if a bunch of homosexuals and sodomites uh, would have repented and believed and been saved, uh, what excuse do you have? Right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, I mean, that's the thing is, uh, it's very easy for us to pick out our pet sins. Homosexuality is a sin, no doubt. It's kind of a gross sin, no doubt about it. But... The worst sin is unbelief and a trifling with God's grace, and and we, uh, it,
0: it's easy for people to point out someone else's sins so they don't have to look at their own, right. I talked about that in my sermon, I think, didn't I? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, you did.
0: <laughs> so, all right, well, uh, we should get to our top twelve list. Uh, we have to get to know the vicar, don't we, Berg? What do you know about the vicar so far? Um, nothing
1: actually. I know he's there. He's easier. I know he's... Yeah, uh, that that's about it.
0: So he didn't. His first episode, we didn't get to talk about him much because we had. Uh, I was superseded. Yes, and when you have the Archbishop of Kenya here, we're not going to spend all our time talking about vicar, <laughs> <laughs> unless it's to ask whether he was going to survive the. All the important questions. Right. Yeah. Right. But I did not know that crocodiles love white meat. <laughs> <laughs> I I did not know that either. That was enlightening. Uh, so um, I have.
2: Uh, first of
0: all, Vicar, what do you think Peter should do?
2: I think he should play the intro. Uh,
0: Peter, uh, we got to work on that. Yeah, yeah. Coach him up here, Pete. Tell him what he needs to do. Uh,
3: don't don't tell me to coach him. It's, you're his boss. Okay.
0: Say it like you mean it,
2: Peter. Play the intro. Enough nonsense. It's time for Bullhagen's Top 12.
0: So I have, uh, it is, uh, we have a tradition here now, don't we, Berg? Basically where I have the top 12 questions to get to know. Uh, This would be 20.0. Yeah, that's crazy. So Berg, I have 12 questions here. If you have anything you want to add to get to know him, please feel free. This isn't just, this is not just for the podcast. He isn't just my vicar. For the podcast, he's our vicar. (laughs) (laughs)
1: all things are yours dear church (laughs) all things are yours number 12 what is your biggest fear
2: about being on a podcast saying something really embarrassing and it being stuck on the internet forever that wouldn't happen but yeah having met Peter just beforehand I think uh, that that fear has been uh, quashed pretty well
0: okay yeah well yeah, I don't think I, I fooled him. It, yeah, I don't think uh actually we should uh to kind of give an example. Um I would like to do this to kind of give him a clue of what he's going on onto. This is take some editing on your part. I'm sorry. But we did a goodbye montage for 15.0. <laughs> the OG The OG where Peter put a montage of his favorite of moments from 15.0. Okay. Can you find that Pete? You gotta, gotta have it somewhere.
3: Yeah. Um, I, it's in the episode. Goodbye. 15.0. I'm pretty sure. Or something like that. But, uh, finding the timestamp might take a second.
0: Boy, that brings you back. Doesn't it? It does. So I'm going to cut all of that out
3: because that's, we don't need to listen to that in the podcast. So if you want to go back and listen to that, oh, that was put Ian it in Baldwin's there. top 12. It's so long.
0: <laughs> I'm tired, man. <laughs> we
3: sat there and listened to that, that for like 10
0: minutes. minutes. Well, you could. Was that that long?
1: Yeah. Yes. We started at
2: 318. <laughs> <laughs> eight minutes long.
0: <laughs> so see, if you do anything embarrassing, we'll take it
1: out. And then add it to a, a highlights reel. Montage. <laughs> Boy, Berg, does that, that bring you back, doesn't it? It does. I should play that for Baldwin because he's in, you know, I'm in his circuit now. Right. And I should just play (laughs) that at the next, uh, I should play that at the next uh, uh, Winkle that we have in Rock Springs. (laughs) Well, we want him to come back on the show sometime, don't we? It's true. I've been trying to admonish him and encourage him. So
0: (laughs) Number 11. What is your favorite Asian country and why?
2: Asian country? Yep. I don't know. Uh, we'll go with Japan.
0: Japan, oh, okay. Uh, what do you think of that, Berg? <laughs> Is that a good answer?
1: Yeah, great answer. So, but what, do you, what, you, what do you like
0: about uh, Japan?
1: They've got a cool history. Okay. Pearl Harbor. <laughs> well,
2: they've, they've got some hot destinations. <laughs> <laughs> you like I
0: ask you an impossible question and then you don't know, ha- and, and then I judge your answer. Get used to it. Number two. Why Fort Wayne?
2: Because it's better. No. Um, You're not going to hurt any feelings here. Well, I figured I wouldn't here, but um, when we visited, I just liked it. Uh, it was a better community. I felt like the um, professors were more open and willing to just sort of hang out and talk with students, which is uh, something I appreciate, especially in my uh, going to college, which is a state college um, a professor wouldn't be caught dead talking to a student outside of class or outside of office hours. So the friendliness, the uh, the community, was one thing that was really big for me. Okay. Which is, I guess, so generally not what you would hear about Fort Wayne people.
0: Well, I mean, I mean, look at Berg. He's a Fort Wayne product. He's cuddly. Very. He, he,
3: What's your ratio at this point, Fort Wayne to? Uh,
0: uh nineteen and one. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, and uh, my my the one from St. Louis was the, uh, more Fort Wayne than any of them. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember who that is, Berg?
1: No who, who
0: Dr. Jonathan Mummy.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I think I I have a cousin of his in my circuit. Mark oh. Mummy? Oh yeah. yeah. I know Mark. He was a, at the seminary round at the same time as me. Okay. I was in mm-hmm. the same class as Paul at the mm-hmm. seminary. So right. what, cla- what class was Ringo in?
3: <laughs> All right. This concludes your favorite Beatles podcast, the Clerical Lawyers podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: but This isn't a part of the top 12, but who is your favorite Beatle?
2: Who are the Beatles? <laughs> Good answer.
0: All right. <laughs> Number nine. Uh, which of the apostles do you most identify with and why?
2: Oh, my goodness. This is a lose-lose situation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Really? I would never do that to you, (laughs) Vicker.
2: It's hard to pick. Let's see. I'll just pick one at random. Uh, Bartholomew.
0: Oh. Why?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You didn't think all the way through. You picked the one he knows nothing about. (laughs) (laughs) You caught me. You caught me. (laughs) <laughs>
0: because I'm an enigma.
2: <laughs> because nobody knows a whole lot about me.
0: <laughs> so, w- which of the minor prophets do you identify with? <laughs> and why? <laughs> no, no, no.
2: That's... See, which one do I know the least about again? <laughs>
1: Don't say Hosea. Don't say Hosea. Don't say Hosea. <laughs> Number eight. When your mother
0: likes would like likes to tell a story about your childhood that she loves what story does she tell are you just
2: this sounds like you're forcing me to give like my mother's embarrassing stories about me without her being here
0: no I, I, it's it's just i'm just reading what's on my paper here <laughs> okay this, it's written i prepared. It's, it's written see that written. <laughs> I,
1: this is actually very impressive
3: <laughs> are they all numbered correctly
1: oh yeah i think so I think so. Oh, so did you? Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I've shared. I've shared embarrassing stories.
2: I'll give you something.
0: All right. Wait. You know. If all right, make something up.
2: <laughs> well, I'll give you a real thing. Okay. Probably the time that I uh, cut my forehead open when I was four. I was playing with a balloon and absent-mindedly jumping up and down as kids are wont to do, and I smacked my head on the edge of a countertop and cut my forehead open. Ooh. <gasps> wow. Do
3: you have a scar. Yeah. Un- Does yeah, it look on like Harry
1: Potter's Scar?
0: No.
3: No, it doesn't. Oh. I've got one of those too
0: So so I am gonna put this together for a moment for you, Vicar. So like your mother like all her like all people come over to the house. Oh yeah, how you doing? How you doing? It reminds me of the one time I got this great story. So uh when our little Jacob was four <laughs> years old, he was chasing a blue and he split his head open.
1: Okay. Huh. Isn't that just precious? <laughs> Can you pass the tea?
0: <laughs> you're not getting mad, are you? No. Okay. <laughs> Number seven. If you could smell anything from the Old Testament, what would it be?
2: Smell anything from the Old Testament? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. It doesn't, I mean, it's filled with smells, isn't it? Yeah. Like, Berg, right now, Berg is a genius. He could rattle off... When you're done, he's going to rattle off seven smells in the Bible just off the top of his head.
2: Well, I think it would be what? interesting... He's he's that genius. I I think it would be interesting to uh, know what the Holy Land would have smelled like since it was uh, flowing with milk and honey. I suppose it would have had a very sweet uh, smell to it.
0: Oh yeah okay all right
1: uh, Berg do you have any that would actually be better? Um well outside the land of Israel uh, in Gilead you've got the the myrrh and the um, the balms and all that kind of stuff that would be kind of oh, yeah. nice. You know, um, because that's on the east side of the Jordan River. So that'd be kind of fun. I was thinking Lazarus because that's where they're, oh, you know, oh, Lord, you know, he stinketh.
0: Right. (laughs) Literally
3: biblically bad smell. (laughs) I I was
0: kind of thinking of the like the uh, the oaks from Lebanon What that
1: fresh wood would smell like. Ooh. Yeah, that would have been fun. Or the cedars. Yeah, I thought about the wood for the Ark, the uh, Achaea wood.
0: Hmm. The Garden of Eden.
2: I bet that would have been pleasant. Yeah.
0: Number six. I don't believe I've asked the vicar this one yet, Berg. Uh, Can you say a seven-word sentence that doesn't use the letter A? (laughs) What? (laughs) What? (laughs) Boy, I asked him to say a seven-word sentence that doesn't use the letter A. (laughs) You. Boy,
1: you
2: are mean. Like. <laughs> you wish for me to compile something?
1: Wow, look Ooh, at that. Uh, look at that. Nice. All
0: right. Can you say that in a foreign language?
2: <laughs> du willst für mich uh, Oh, I, I forgot what I already said. What did I say? You wish for me to compile something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't remember what compile is in German, so.
0: All right. Well, there's always next time. <laughs> Number 5. Um, this is a yes and yes question. Okay. Okay. Yes. Answer yes, because there's a follow-up. Okay. Uh, do you do any impressions? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> why? Why? Yes, I do.
0: Hey! Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> what? 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 What's your favorite impressions of that you do?
2: Uh, a confused vicar is my favorite impression. I think.
0: Oh well, you've left that impression a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> all right how about this since that that one scares you i would like you to do an impression of uh a president larry rast
2: <laughs> you really try to get me out from this the sunday aren't you <laughs>
0: uh, or uh maybe jeff pulls the placement guy <laughs> all right hey all right all right this is to show you how good peter is Okay. Okay. All right? Um I want you to, uh, what do you want uh I want you to do an impression of um Could you do uh um uh your impression of Joe Rogan? Uh, Berg what would you like Vicar to say? What do you think Joe Rogan should say? <laughs> I don't
1: even know, man.
0: Um uh, Do your impression of Joe Rogan reciting uh the fifth
2: commandment.
3: There you go. I've- Perfect.
2: okay you want me to go now yes yeah okay Uh, oh okay Uh, you shall not murder
3: all right wow that was insane yeah that was pretty good wow I'm
0: not not gonna lie that was it sounded just like him
3: sounded just like him
0: (laughs) anybody else
2: Peter you think you should try totally no studio tricks involved
0: (laughs) um all
3: right uh, try doing an impression of Do you know who Gabe Newell is?
2: Uh, that's the steam guy Is that right?
3: Yeah the steam guy Can you do an impression of Gabe Newell Doing the uh, third article of the
2: uh, <laughs> Creed <laughs> The Creed
0: I believe in the Holy Spirit The Holy Christian Church The communion of saints The forgiveness of sins The resurrection of the body And a life everlasting Amen
3: Wow Wow! a really good impression I don't know
1: who that is But it's spot on yeah, exactly. Yeah. Man. Th-
3: Can you say welcome to, welcome to the International?
0: Welcome to the International.
3: Ah, man, that's dead on.
0: He's yeah. Welcome to Chili's.
3: For one person, literally one person, <laughs> listen to this. That was really funny.
0: Yeah, there's one person out there just dying of laughter. <laughs> and I guarantee you that person is under the age of 50. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you're actually younger than the producer. I am. Well, oh, that's crazy. How old are you?
2: I'm 26.
3: You are younger than me. I'm 27.
2: Oh, okay. There you go.
0: Wow. Does that scare you, Peter? I think it should scare you. No. I know how to deal with people like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stiff neck generation. <laughs> Number four. Uh, who is your favorite professor?
2: I've got so many of them. It's hard to pick. Just one.
1: Berg's got a favorite. Yeah. Berg, who's <laughs> yours favorite? Oh, this isn't question time for me. <laughs> I, I, I'm watching Berg's camera. You guys are having your discussion. I'm watching Berg's camera. He said, Who's your,
3: who's your favorite uh, Saturday professor? Berg looked up at the ceiling and did a little dance in his chair.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How about the professor that's challenged you the most? Oh, uh, that would probably be Doctor
2: Meyer in Hebrew. That was that was very challenging. Oh, okay, yeah.
0: Number three, I'm not going to get you in trouble anymore with any of your professors or faculty or anybody needing to certify you to move on in your seminary training. Sure. Okay. So, number three, what is the worst sermon illustration you have ever heard from a homiletics class?
2: Oh, worst sermon <laughs> illustration. Somebody I can't remember how he used it, but he was talking about. <laughs>
0: Berg's laughing. Berg's got an answer. He's got a whatever it is. Berg's got. A, yeah, I could tell he's got a better answer.
2: I don't remember what the analogy was for, but they were using it uh, like Captain America when he comes out of the like cryo chamber thing. I've never actually watched the movie, so it like totally flew over my head, and like half the people in the class, I don't think, understood the reference either.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. It's the wrong crowd for that one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right. That was more of a St. Louis analogy than a Fort Wayne analogy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, he went into the, the bio container and then three days later.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Berg. When I asked that question, you immediately had a a visceral reaction. There was something that came to your mind. Uh-oh. So you don't have to say who it was, but you must have heard a bad illustration of homologous class.
1: Okay. So it brings me back to my HOM 3 class. And in HOM 3, we preach funeral and wedding sermons. And the best text that I've ever heard, the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life, was a marriage sermon based on Exodus 4, where Moses, where God seeks to kill Moses because he hasn't circumcised his son. And, uh, and Zipporah, his wife, circumcises their son, smears the foreskin on his feet, and says, "You are a bridegroom of blood to me." <laughs> and that was that was the basis of the wedding sermon. It's like <laughs> it was like, uh, <laughs> wow! <laughs> it just got rated R in here, guys. <laughs> they make a good point. <laughs> um. I think Did we he were also. Home? Sh- <laughs> Honestly, I can't even like remember the sermon. I think I was so shocked just at the text being chosen that I'm not sure I heard anything else in the whole deal. I I just it was amazing. Oofda, you know, Vic Vicar, don't don't do that. Number two,
0: what is your favorite note? You are a music major, right? Major yeah. in organ and. Voice, yeah. So, what is your favorite note?
2: Just in general, just your note, yeah. What's your favorite note? Uh, G. We'll go with G. G. Why? Because that's that's my favorite key.
0: Okay. At least you know I more can't. about more than that about that than Bartholomew. <laughs> well, <I've, laughs>
1: th- this most certainly is right. true.
0: <laughs> question
3: two is it two? You said we're in we're in two. Yep. Okay. Question two B. Can you name one good hymn? With the tune was written after the year 1950.
2: Like off the top of my head? Where the tune was. Tune. Yeah, the tune. And you want one good tune or just a tune in general?
3: I don't need the tune even. You can name the hymn for the tune. Uh, I, just, I have a vendetta against hymns with tunes written after 1950.
2: Well, first one that comes to my mind is Earth and All Stars. That one's not terrible. <laughs> well.
0: The words aren't great.
2: Yeah, no. I don't mind the tune. The, the tune is... a. The tune's catchy.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, we do sing the Easter version of that. We do. Yeah.
3: I I, I mentioned that because and uh, Bullhagen knows this. I don't know if I want to bring this into the podcast or not. But if you need material, sure. I I encountered what is now my new least favorite hymn over the weekend. Oh yeah, oh, it was yeah. last Sunday. Um, in uh, LSB, it's seven sixty two. There is a time for everything. This is. I didn't think it was that is, bad. I didn't think it was bad. What do you mean? Okay, Berg see this, he's go, he's going to go on a rampage here, Berg. I'm going to I took a picture of it.
1: Oh, this. Okay. What is that? Ecclesiastes 2? Yeah, time for everything.
3: Here's my my opinion of this of this hymn. It's a nothing burger for two straight verses.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. I Literally understand that. Literally nothing
3: happens for the first two, right? Yep. The second the third verse they put kind of their one good attempt to try and put some kind of meaning into the words. And then they ran out of things to talk about. And so they threw a triangle stanza at the end.
1: <laughs> it needed more cowbell. <laughs> and
3: even then that wasn't enough. So they had to title drop the song at the
0: end.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I definitely. Yeah. Well, Starkey could have only so many ideas. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually one of my, uh, <laughs> Fa- favorite new uh, hymns that my uh, my son really loves is "Babylon Has Fallen." That is, it is a pretty rocking. It's a pretty rocking deal. So, Bullhagen, so I'll Peter, send you a, a, a right. video. So,
0: Peter, I don't, I don't uh, think that's uh, that's. I don't think that's a terrible hymn. Have you heard it? No.
1: The
3: tune is also terrible. It was kind of wonky.
0: Okay. You don't think you don't think so,
3: huh? Well we'll play it for you after the podcast. We'll see what you think.
0: Okay. As a what Listen, you, let us
3: know. If, if that's your favorite hymn, let me know. Tell me tell me I'm wrong. Yes. Please uh, do. Please do. That,
0: so uh since that last question was short, um uh which of all the the modern Lutheran hymnals, uh which which one do you think is the best one?
2: Just overall? Mm-hmm. I mean, just for, because I'm a music guy, I really like TLH because it has really good harmonies. Um, you get a lot of the same stuff in LSB, of course. Um, LW, I don't think is, is good for that. It, it, it You can't do four part with a lot of things. And they made that, that was a conscious decision so that everything's unison. Stanza-wise and like, mm-hmm. content-wise, it wasn't, I don't think, changed a whole lot between uh, TLH and LSB. I could be wrong, but I don't think it was.
1: Well, uh, I, I, I did that question for you, Berg. Yeah. He's a TLH. No, that's good. He's a TLH guy. I'm so, also yep. a big fan of ELH too.
2: Yeah, that's a good one too.
1: Yeah. ELH which is uh the Lutheran Evangelical Hymnary from when? Um that's actually a pretty pretty modern one actually. Is I want to say they did that in like that Yeah, that's what the ELS uses.
0: Oh. Is that where I wanna... they kind of
1: they kind of do strange things with the Apostles' Creed? No, no, you're thinking Wells, I think. Okay. Uh, no, this. Uh, I guess all the guys on the on the ELS hymnal committee uh, committee actually came from Missouri, and I, there are just some beautiful stanzas in there, like for "By Grace I'm Saved." Um, the last stanza, which is left out of LSB, is just so beautiful. Um, By grace, sin, death, and Satan and I bear my flag and faith, my flag of faith in hand, and walk. Uh, Through uh, those griefs my joy can't darken, the Red Sea to the Promised Land, uh, I cling to what my Savior taught and trust it whether felt or not. Hmm. You know, I mean, it's just, there's some really good things in there. Um, It has like, O sinner, come thy sin to mourn, which is a fantastic hymn as well, so... So did yeah, you, I don't know. Did you
0: know way back when Berg that there was a Bullhagen
1: hymnal? Yeah, I think we've talked about it on here. I don't remember what we said though. That's all I know about it. <laughs> well, all right. you know, there could be a Bullhagen hymnal today. Ooh. You have a you have a you have a musical vicar. Okay. I think it's project. I think it's project time.
0: Project time. We're gonna put a, a hymnal together. We'll work on that. You work on the uh, the Berg circuit. The Berg Circuit in Wyoming. Or was it Berg, Berg District? We're going to get a clerical heirs synod at some point.
1: Exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll be a voting block. <laughs> we'll get this done. All right. I mean, so, th- think of how many votes you have at convention now. That's true. That's if true. they would all go. I mean, that'd be big.
3: Yeah, I guess if there was like a really big vote.
1: I could get all the
0: vickers. We could all be on one page. Because we all are. I mean... Along with all of them, still right, and uh, we can all see if we can get them uh at a synod convention and just dominate the microphones all the time.
1: <laughs> ha! Well, and then they're lay delegates too, right? And we have enough people listening to clerical errors. Where you know, I bet we oh, can yeah. have tons of. We get the clerical errors army behind it. You know, you get like 38, 40 people up at the mic. I mean, Sh- boom. should we start
3: laying the groundwork now to yeah. put in our own petition to? to thank the clerical Areas podcast for the work they do or something like that <laughs> oh,
1: <that's laughs> i love like that commendation. Yeah. yes yeah. i like it <laughs>
3: <laughs> we could get enough amendment uh, enough uh like seconds we, we got right. we got
0: three years right
2: three years yep to let's, commend let's the work now. of the cleric Claire- well you could have all the previous vicars start their own sub podcasts. so instead of having like satellite campuses you could have satellite casts okay and then you could spread the word that, that way but you need, you need somebody to edit those podcasts, and that's where you run into
3: issues, because yeah, I can only barely handle the one.
0: If, if we have any district ple- presidents listening right now,
1: please help us do this. Uh, t- email the show, please.
0: <laughs> Commend the
3: Claire oh, podcast. Uh, hey, I podcast.
1: I oh, Peter, put in right here, um, President Harrison endorsing Claire yeah, Claire's.
3: <laughs> yeah, President Harrison does endorse the, the Claire Claire's podcast. It's true. He even
1: wrapped it, I believe. He
3: even wrapped it, yeah.
1: Yeah, and so then put that little phrase in here.
0: Hi, I'm Matt Harrison, president of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod,
1: and you're listening to Clerical Errors Podcast.
0: All right. Well, we're, we're on to number one, and I think I'm done with any of the questions that could actually get you in trouble, okay? Okay. And number one. So we have a voters meeting coming up on Sunday to discuss uh, our carpet situation, and what we're going to go with, Okay. Uh what is your opinion on on what color carpet what kind of carpet and what rooms we should be carpeting?
2: Well, first I'd like to start by commending the carpet committee for all their work that they've done so far. <laughs>
0: <laughs> good, good. <laughs> I
2: th- I'm I I think their suggestions for rooms and carpet placement and carpet color are phenomenal, so I will just I'll leave it at that.
0: Very good. They they actually did a good job, so. All right. That is what do you think of it that last answer? That was very uh very good, right? That's
1: kind of the way you want to answer it. Yep, that was a very diplomatic answer. So I think you'll be fine. <laughs> you keep this up. Someday,
0: someday, you'll be involved in some blue ribbon committee on a district level. Just
2: wait, it'll happen. To decide the carpet. Uh no. Oh. Just uh
3: to our decide si- our, whether our synod or not used to, to, to be commend uh, the clerical heirs
1: uh, podcast. <laughs> 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 he'll he'll be a proxy on a subcommittee that of an ad hoc uh gathering that is there to commend the Clerical Claire Cla podcast yeah this is gonna be like a like a fight club thing right <laughs> for people there's this underbelly of
0: <laughs> yeah it just keeps yeah, growing three
3: three years from now they're gonna be there's gonna be somebody who digs this episode up like this they did it they planned it from the start <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ah, my hand itches. What is your hand itch? Oh, because I... Okay. Well, Peter, I, I'm, I'll am i tell this for the podcast. I'm I'm humble, right? So I go to the pool. As any normal 50-year-old man would do, go to the pool. Go down, wanting to go down the... Because uh, it's a wonderful hot day, perfect for the pool. Want to go down the yellow slide, the speed slide, because I like to do that. And before I even get in the water, I get stung. Or bitten by an animal of a, a b- insect at some point. Now, I am supposed to like do an EpiPen because I have uh I have allergies to all five types of stings, but like I kind of waited to see what would happen. How long ago was this <laughs> yesterday? Oh, but my my uh... the palm of my hand is just on fire. Whew. So, I've been walking around with a sprite from the cleric fridge
1: to keep it cold that's it's vicar normal, right? vicar you're blessed because <laughs> you just waited to see what would happen Bullhagen, really yeah <laughs> <laughs> what in the world man you have responsibilities i know what are you gonna leave the vicar hanging while you're like in the hospital blown up like a balloon
0: well, I I've seen what happens in movies. In the movies, someone gets stung by a bee. If, I mean it happens, like within you know ten seconds, are gasping for air. You know, I was I was like, ready. I had it in my car. I was ready to do the like the James Bond thing and and doing the the poison antidote in my leg. You know, I was ready to do that, but I, I just didn't feel like I needed it yet. But my
2: hand is on fire. Well, maybe you can just will it to stop. At this point. If you're going on almost two days.
0: Yeah. Although it's it's you see how it's kinda changing colors there, Vicar?
2: Yeah, it's looking a little purple. Yeah.
0: Maybe but I don't but I didn't see the thing is I didn't even know if it was a a spider or a bee or something.
2: Maybe you should keep the EpiPen nearby.
0: Hmm. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Peter, I will keep you in my prayers as you edit this podcast. (laughs) <laughs>
3: Thankfully, we're recording a little earlier than normal, so I guess it uh, makes your time to get it done.
0: Uh, Peter uh, and uh, the podcast wants to com- to commend you as you transition to a new job. Next Ooh, morning. nice! Oh, thank yeah. you, thank
2: you.
0: As this episode comes out uh, tomorrow, you begin your new new job at.
3: I don't want to. Ta- I don't want to say.
0: Okay,
1: Peter, beep it, it out. Yep, beep it out. <laughs>
0: So as I commend you, I just gave you more editing. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Redacted.
3: <laughs> don't worry. You guys won't notice a difference, except for maybe I'll be in some random other city when I'm recording. You never know.
0: Oh, because you might be traveling. Yeah. It's nice. You like to travel, don't you? Yeah.
3: Oh. I also like to end podcasts at an hour, and we are at an hour 26.
0: Oh, my. There's a lot to take out, though. <laughs> By the time you're done with it, only be a half an hour. All right, at least yeah, 20 we'll minutes see. to take out All right, well ending it here uh, kind of a hodgepodge of a show but I feel like we got to know 20.0 pretty pretty well don't you feel like that Berg? I think so alright um, we did have a, a question on Facebook we ran at the time <laughs> we'll get to it uh, maybe next time well thank you for listening I'm Bull Hagen. I'm Berg I'm Vicar and may your knowledge of Bartholomew be expanded. Thank you for joining us. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Questions, thoughts, concerns? You can contact us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast, On Twitter, at p for podcast. Or email us at feedback at clericalheirs.org. Thanks for listening to Claire Glares. See you next time.